Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. The Classic Gaming Brothers Holiday Special. Starring Seth Pierce as Seth. Zack Pierce as Zack. Bill as Classic Dad. Mike as Mike Case. Damien as Damien. R2-D2 as R2-D2. And Josh as the voice of this announcer. With special guest stars, Pokey, Doug, Chris, and Atlas. All this and more on the Classic Gaming Brothers Holiday Special. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the Classic Gaming Brothers, perhaps a holiday episode. That's right. Well, it yes. This is the Classic Gaming Brothers holiday, holiday special. Holiday special. Wow. Not to be confused with any other holiday specials that may be out there. Well, I'm pretty sure there hasn't been any other holiday specials ever. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making stuff you're up. Just, you're just being an idiot. Well... Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, a Merry Christmas to all of those who, um, you know, practice Christmas. Happy holidays to all those who have other holidays. But it's uh, this episode is it's Christmas. It's Christmas time, Seth. It is Christmas time for sure. Um, I have just unwrapped many presents. Yeah. None of which are from Zach. No, no. I, and, I didn't get Seth anything this year. No. Because the, the best present is my presents, which he gets every week for a whole year unfortunately yeah i just i would just be reminding him of something terrible which is my presence right so in fact a, a christmas present from you would have been not being here right but we are in the same studio it's our holiday studio um this time which is located at a different location than our regular studio we have a specially designed holiday studio it's very festive here uh we have uh, a forest of trees that are all Christmas themed. We have a, a presents room that's full of presents. We got a Christmas band playing in the background. Maybe you can hear him if we listen carefully. Maybe, maybe. But uh, you know, it's 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 a good time. It's a good time. There, is there a party going on in the background there is, too? You know, maybe some. You know, hold on. Let me let me open the door. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely a party going on. There's definitely a party going on over there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a Christmas party going on here at Classic Gaming Brothers Holiday HQ, um, and we got the band playing. It's 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 great. It's great. It's great. I think Chewbacca's family just showed up. It's wonderful. You know. Oh, that's Pokey's. Yeah. Oh, that's Pokey's family. <laughs> Pokey's wife Mala and his son Lumpy. He, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> This episode, we're we're just going to have a little fun with. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, Christmas memories and some Christmas video games because 
you know, there's video games for everything now. So there is, there is. there's definitely some Christmas video games for sure. Some good ones. Some mostly bad ones. Yeah, actually, I think pretty much all of them are bad, except for maybe one of them. I, f- I find that it's very hard for anybody to make a video game about an extremely niche topic like Christmas or an extremely niche, niche pro- topic like a Christmas movie. Yes. Yeah. And then have it be good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I, like if your if your Christmas movie wasn't just Christmas themed, like I'm talking about, you know, people argue about whether or not Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I personally think it's a it's a Christmas movie, but just because I tend to watch it every Christmas um, or around Christmas time. But like a movie based on Die Hard or a video game rather based on Die Hard is a bit more consumable than say a video game based on any other christmas movie like rudolph or something which i didn't even check but i'm pretty sure there is a rudolph video game yeah and i think also um most video games tend to i think even back with like more classic video games your video games are tending to last longer than an hour and a half which is your general runtime for a christmas movie so you have to fill in maybe four hours or six hours worth of content, and uh, it's a hard it's a hard thing to. I feel like an hour and a half is like the perfect amount of time to ex- explain a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it'd be interesting if there was a Christmas story video game, though. Imagine like a shooting segment with Ralphie, um, and mm. and like the rifle. That'd be great. Oh, they could do the um the scenes when the bandits attack. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't mean like toward the end where he like shoots his eye out. That'd be a really boring point of a video game. <laughs> yeah, but how many other scenes in that movie are you gonna make into a video game? I would make a mini game where you're going down the slide and you have to avoid things. Hmm, that could be fun. What about um uh the uh, the Scott Farkas fight? The Scott Farkas fight, of course. And then uh, I would have to throw in the Bumpus Hound somehow. <laughs> stealing the turkey probably do like a mini game where you're playing as the dad and he's holding like a turkey above his head and you're getting chased by the the, the bumpus hounds Ooh, and then like a uh a puzzle game where you have to reassemble the leg lamp oh and you can have um something with like flick getting stuck to the telephone pole yeah maybe like uh maybe like a surgeon simulator thing where you have to try to get his tongue off the pole I, why did they just not use like hot water i don't know like wouldn't that release the tongue? Uh, though I do, I do picture this video game ending with like an eight, the, like an eight bit scene of them at the the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like yeah. a like a guy with like an eight bit knife chopping the duck off. It would have to be an eight bit. You should reach out to your friends at the um, six five zero two collective to see if they can homebrew a a Christmas story. Just be as like, a video hey, can game. you guys make me a whole video game based on this movie? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then they could release it around Christmas time and make lots of money. Perfect, perfect. And you, all we would want is ten percent. That's right. It's a small amount. And then they'll, for have, they'll have to worry about royalty fees for probably Gene Shepard. But you could call it not a Christmas story and just release it, right? Yeah, I think so. You could call it like not a Christmas story and change everyone's name slightly, and that might be fair use. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so for, but, for those who don't know, that Christmas story is one of Seth and my favorite holiday movies, um, favorite Christmas movies. Most people probably are familiar with it because of television channels such as I think nowadays it's TLC and a couple other channels will do 24 hour TNT. Is it TNT now? Yes, it is TNT and TBS and it starts at 8 p.m. on the 24th of December and runs till 8 p.m. the 25th of December. And I usually 
turn it on whenever I wake up in the morning and just leave it on running. One of my one of my memories, I don't know if you remember this, but one of my memories of growing up was you you staying up like when it started airing. So like it was like Christmas Eve and you had the couch set up to face the television downstairs at our old house when we lived in Connecticut. Christmas story started and I went to bed cuz I was little. When I woke up the next morning, there you were. The Christmas story was still going. <laughs> well, yeah, because it goes off for 24 hours. But I'm pretty sure you stayed up all night watching it, or you like fell asleep while it was going on. I probably fell asleep while it was going on. That's just one of my. Uh, that's just one of my Christmas memories. Yeah, I I definitely don't think I stayed up watching it the entirety of the t- time since it was. I mean, I, I think I would have fallen asleep. We did get. Uh, we did get good to the point where I'm pretty sure we. Uh, used to open our presents around the time we, like, they were opening the presents in the movie. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, you have to time your opening of presents to be at the end of the Christmas story, which is, it's like the last, I want to say the last 20 minutes of the movie. It's, yeah, it's, it, I think within the last 15, if anything, because that's the very final part. So, Zach, what are, what are, what other memories beyond the Christmas story being on at all times, day and night, do you remember from Christmas? I have a ton of Christmas memories, but one of the first Christmas gifts I remember was actually a gift, probably to you, but I think uh, it was to the family. And that was a Sega Genesis Model 3 that our, our parents gave us on Christmas. So the Sega Genesis Model 3 came out in 98. So uh, I would have been, I would have been five. Yeah. Yeah. I just did the math in my head. My memories would have just been forming, but that's one of the earliest uh, Christmas memories I definitely have. Yeah. But we probably didn't get it when it came out. I'm just assuming that it would have been 90, 98 or 99 when we got it. I remember getting the Sega Genesis and it was the Mark III, which um, a lot of people kind of chastise. Uh, they, they, they call it the hockey puck because of its shape. It was the smallest model of the of the Sega Genesis released. It was also, quote-unquote, the bargain basement model of the Sega Genesis. When it retailed originally in 98, it was $49.95, and at one point, it was $20. But the copy that we, we got, the, or the one that we got, I remember came bundled with Sonic 3D Blast, which was a, a great game. We also, we I think we had the Model 2 before we had the Model 3. Yep, so I'm pretty sure the Model 2 broke yeah because we i got the model 2 at one point in time that came with sonic the hedgehog 2 and that did break and then we had to get the model 3 and then when one of our friends of the family uh went off to college he gave us his model 1 yes and then that broke and then i ended up getting a model 2 so we started with a model 2 and we ended with a model 2 but they are different model 2s the Model 2 is the most nostalgic for me. The Model 1, I think, was neat. The Model 1 is cool looking because it yeah, has... Yeah, it's like uh, a neat looking device. It's got like a switch. It has, like, it has a volume like control a, on it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's got a volume control. It's got a, So if you're not familiar with the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive for our European audience, the Model 1 is a pretty chunky game system that has a actual uh, switch toggle that you use to turn the power on and off and then it has a a, like a gray reset button that you would push to reset the system and then there was a a volume control and a a headphone jack Mm -hmm. so i guess you could play quietly if you wanted to yeah yeah i think the i think the idea was just that it was just uh if you wanted to play your sega 
privately or quietly, you had the option. And then the Model 2 was a little more simplistic. It had the place where you put the cartridge, and then it had a power button, a reset button, and a light to tell you what was on and off in the middle between the two. Yeah, and the, the reset button was notorious on the Model 2. Mine is broken. I heard majority people... Um, it breaks. And the Model 3 kind of looks like the Model 2, except it's much smaller. And it has a like slightly bigger buttons for the, the on-off switch and the reset button. And yeah, it's just it's smaller, a little more streamlined. The, the cartridge slot itself takes up majority of the, the width of the console. So it's, it, is, it is a smaller unit overall. Also... It was trimmed down in terms of its abilities, which wasn't really something that Seth and I really cared too much about back then, but it was incompatible with the Sega CD, the Sega 32X, and um, actually it was incompatible with specific games that used external processors, but we never owned those games, so it didn't matter. And the Model 3 was technically made by a different company. It was made by Majesco. Oh. Yep. I did not know, I did not know that. Uh, what about you, Seth? What's a, a Christmas memory that you have? I'm not exactly sure when this happened, but I remember playing Microprose games that I, I got from my father from probably Buck-a-Book. Uh, so Microprose games, when they came out, were packaged with, you could get to a demo section where you could demo other Microprose games. Yeah. And you could play a little bit of each game uh, moment. Like you could play like maybe, I want to say like 15, 20 minutes of these other games. Of which, playing one of the Microprose games, I played XCOM as a demo. And... I was like, oh, this game's really cool. I would like it. And I asked Santa Claus for it. I came downstairs one day and I opened it up and there it was. The original XCOM UFO defense complete with the the spaceship against the background of Mars. And there was um, a disc and it was laser etched, which was really cool. And essentially it was a, a black disc that had the XCOM lettering is green and then it had a laser etched alien screaming essentially it had a big open mouth and I loved it I played a lot of XCOM and I wasn't really good at it but I played it and I loved it and then I think a following Christmas I got Terror from the Deep which also is a, a, a great CD it's got XCOM written in red and it's got a, a very spooky claw coming up from the ocean so i got xcoms for a couple of christmases which was which was always good the terror for the deep cd um used to scare me fun fact oh, yeah it's a scary cd it, uh, the the hand used to creep me out a lot it's a it's a creepy hand i i still like the fact that xcom and xcom terror from the deep are the same exact game just reskinned that is a great fact we talk about that in one of our earlier episodes for new listeners. early episodes yes if, if you want to know more about xcom we in fact talk more about xcom it's one of our more popular episodes it is and it it's, it's it is early on but yeah check it out it's titled xcom i think it's 13 well, seth i think i'm i'm getting a little interference here i don't know about you but uh it's like some weird like uh, weird like noise hold on i'm gonna try to uh i'm gonna try to see if i can get this settled oh hey guys uh i didn't see you there how's it going um two things i just wanted to drop by and wish you guys a merry christmas hope you have a very good holiday season and you're staying safe and all that stuff but uh one other thing 
Zach, I, I just, oh, hold on, I'm sorry. I know it was so rude of me just to pop in like this. I never do this, but uh, Zach, I was just thinking about a question you asked me a couple days ago, and I flew all the way out here just to tell you guys, uh, and then I'm just going to leave abruptly without saying a word. So um, you asked me about a favorite memory I had for Christmas morning uh, that was video game related. And I've got a couple, you know, we got Game Gears as kids, we got video games as kids, but I think the one that was most memorable to me was, I think it was the Christmas of 99. My parents got my brother and I a PlayStation and some games. Um, you know, PlayStation was big in 99. That was like the height of PlayStationery. PlayStationery? Anyway, my parents got me Final Fantasy VIII, which I was super excited about. It just come out, and I really wanted to play it. And they got me Castlevania, which was also great. Great games, Sympathy of the Night. One of the timeless classics. I think they got my brother some wrestling game, WCW versus something else. I have no idea. And Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So, you know, we had hours of fun. But, you know, we, we wanted to play our own games. And we only had one controller, so we couldn't really play against each other. And none of my games were two-player games anyway. So we had to take turns. I had an hour. My brother had an hour. And we swapped back and forth. The problem is my parents neglected to get us a memory card because we'd never had to have a video game system that had one before. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, again, all Nintendos, but none of them needed memory cards. They all had, you know, in cartridge systems that saved the data. So I would play Final Fantasy VIII for an hour. I got all the way to the little cave, got Ifrit, and then it was my brother's turn. And then an hour later, it was my turn, and I'd have to start Final Fantasy VIII all over again, got, get to the cave, and get Ifrit, and then, you know, that was the end of my turn. And, and, Basically, by the end of the day, we switched off so many times. I got really good at seeing how far I could get in an hour until I had to give up my system to my brother so he could play his games. Uh, anyways, eventually, you know, a day or so later, we went to the video game store and got a, a cartridge to, to save our games. But that whole day was really memorable because I played Final Fantasy VIII over and over and over and over again. I got really good at that first hour or so of the game. Anyways, I just wanted to answer that question and leave it abruptly. Bye. All right, all right. I think we're back. I think we're back. All right. Sorry about that. Um, hopefully, no hopefully that doesn't that, happen that too much. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen too much. We'll keep an eye on. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the stream here. Um, you know, sometimes during these holiday seasons, it gets a little weird with like I don't know, maybe Santa's passing by right now and disrupting our disrupting our our satellites, the classic gaming satellites as they're called. We have we have four in orbit around this around this planet. Um, for those who don't know, because Seth and I have unlimited resources. I, I mean, that's fact. <laughs> it's definitely not a lie. <laughs> no. Well, well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we talk about? Before, I mean, we we can go back and talk more about our Christmas memories. But um, I'm old, so I forget all of them. So yeah, and and to be honest, I was growing up and not paying attention to um, necessarily the memories of Christmas and more just the toys of Christmas. Uh, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we, we got video games throughout, um, you know, our Christmas. I think we got, um, I think putts putts and, uh, and as we got older, you know, different games for different systems. I feel like we got a couple of like N64 games. And I remember, I remember you getting me a couple of GameCube games. Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite memories was you giving me a GameCube controller because one of your friends borrowed a GameCube controller, and then they moved out of the state. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So then you bought me a GameCube controller for Christmas. It was very nice of you. Yes, I I remember they. I let them borrow your GameCube controller forever. Yes, yeah. So somewhere out there, if you're listening, you can send that to me. <laughs> I will get you my address. 
mysterious friend of Seth who stole my GameCube controller. I don't even remember who that was. Well, I hope they're enjoying that controller because that was a good controller. Well, the one I got you for Christmas was better. I still have the one you got me for Christmas. It was orange. Sure. Yeah, no, it was. It's it's an orange. Well, it is. It's an orange GameCube controller. And I have that and the original controller that my GameCube came with, which was silver. It obviously meant more to you than it did to me. Well, I'm just bad at giving away things. Uh, or throwing away crap but that's like that's like the nature of being a game collector at this point uh so let's talk about some christmas games yeah let's, yeah let's let's get into before we it. get any more interference yeah one of the games that uh i want to talk about is a game that was we played on the internet yeah and it's a game called elf bowling it is a a a bowling game that was developed by N Storm and it was released in 1998 and you play as Santa Claus and you bowl a bowling ball towards your elves who are arranged like bowling pins there was also uh, Ignition Entertainment did release a um, an unauthorized version on the Nintendo DS and Game Boy Advance. Those received negative. They they received negative reviews. Yes, they did. It's, it's not a great game, but it was ingeniously marketed. Dan Ferguson and Mike Belinsky, who founded Envision Design, made Elf Bowling come off like a virus because it was shared as a small executable file or an exe, which is those files that you start you click to run things and it was generally shared it through an email and people would pass it on and it would people would be like what is this that you sent me and they'd open it up and it was kind of i would say late 90s raunchy yeah the elves would like show their butts they would make fart noises they were smoking cigarettes like just chilling smoking cigarettes and while Santa got ready to bowl them down, essentially what happened in the story of this mini game, essentially, uh, were the elves were on strike because Santa overworked them for Christmas toys. So Santa Claus decided to teach them a lesson by using them as bowling pins. Wow. Santa is a terrible person well i mean did the elves have a union they better have started one after this yeah i agree i agree i i think that santa needs to sit down and negotiate for good labor in uh at least it's not like the night santa went crazy the weird all classic where mm. santa goes on a killing spree but um still for all the people out there who employ workforce don't use your workforce as bowling pins you're likely to encounter some legal repercussions from that. That, yeah, most likely throwing a bowling pin at your employees will, will probably get you sued. <laughs> and also arrested. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. We, we can't make any promises. Um, are we getting any interference? Well, no, I don't think, we, I don't think we're getting any interference now. I mean, it seems like we're, we're doing fine. I mean, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Hey everybody, it's your classic gaming stepbrother Damien at the Classic Gaming Satellite Office in Dallas, Texas. That's right! I want to share my own holiday story. It was Christmas morning, 1989. I came downstairs to find under the tree the Nintendo Entertainment System. And not only that, but also Fester's Quest. I loved the Addams Family, and this game was phenomenal. Being only 8 years old, I had no clue how to play it, but it was still one of the best holidays I've ever had. So, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
Whoa, okay, okay, yeah. So that's definitely uh it's definitely something going on out there. You know, Seth, I'm gonna go check the the satellite the antenna? dish. Yeah, the antenna outside. Make sure that it's you know properly aligned. Make sure we didn't get any tinsel or anything caught on it from the decorating party we did last week. Um, I know someone was throwing tinsel all over the place and it's working everywhere. Tinsel's not just for decoration. It's also for busting people out of jail, and that's an elf fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is an elf fact. Those elves would not be bowled over. No, no. Those elves would have murdered Santa. And then they would have been a new Santa. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go check. I'm going to go check the satellite dish. I'm going to check the antenna and just make sure everything's okay. Uh, Seth, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the other game? I Now that we're alone, I'm just very happy to have everyone here listening to our Christmas stories. And it's great to be able to have a conversation with you without Zachary breathing down our necks as he does so i'm here to tell you about hitman and in blood money which was probably one of the better hitman games i would say i mean i enjoy all the hitman games except for absolution and blood money is one of my favorites in hitman blood money there's actually a mission called you better watch out and it's the seventh mission where you attend a holiday party and there is like christmas trees there's people dressed up as like santa's helpers and their ladies in risque attire there's a santa claus in this this building that you're in is like jutting out of a cliff and there's a, a glass hot tub that you can actually shoot out the bottom of it and uh the target who's in the hot tub can fall to a unceremonious end and it's just a, it's a fun little mission where uh you can play around the christmas time and enjoy going to a uh, a holiday shindig as agent 47 they also for the new hitman uh hitman and hitman 2 they have a map called uh it's where the mission called the showstopper happens and they run different missions in the same map and the map is like this it's like a mansion where they're doing a fashion show and the extra mission that came of it started becoming available december of 2016 and it's called holiday hoarders and it's a timed mission where you have to eliminate harry smoky bag nato and marv slick Ganoff, as in harry and marv from home alone and it's a fun uh holiday twist so the the whole map is decorated for the holidays and the fashion show is still going on and like the general mission is generally playing out the way but like different packages are now presents so you open presents you can find like a wrench and then you can go find harry and marv sneaking around and you murder them and then uh you leave the map like every other hitman map so actually i don't think zachary's uh satellite is helping it looks like we're getting some more interference hey classic gaming brothers happy christmas now my gift to you this year isn't another correction but a little memory when i was a kid i remember getting gauntlet for the sega genesis one year my dad was an old arcade head so he was pumped to be able to play that and so my job every night after dinner was to load up the game and put in the massive 24-digit, you know, save code that I wrote down from the night before so we can keep going in our game. I was the elf. He was the Valkyrie. Uh, I remember it very fondly. I think it took us three months of playing that game almost every single night, but we did eventually beat all of the dragons. Uh, certainly makes me thankful for the save files as we know them today. Uh, the amount of paper that I went through would make Al Gore cringe. Uh, in any event, uh, thanks for letting me stop in. Uh, have a happy holiday.
I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna go see what's going on up there, and uh, I'll have I'll I'll send him down because I'm better at fixing things. Tell me what to do. All right, so we are we are back. I guess uh, something about Seth saying he's better at fixing things. I don't know. I can't. I can't even. It's it's weird. It's weird. That's what it is. The next game that we're going to talk about is a little game called Christmas Nights, also known as Christmas Nights into Dreams. And Christmas Nights is actually like a I don't want to say a DLC or a sequel or something, but it's it's just a short Christmas themed version of Nights into Dreams. Now. Christmas Nights into Dreams came out in December of 1996. The game was released to increase the sales of the dying Sega Saturn. The game only took four months to design, which helped the fact that Nights into Dreams was already created. Designer Takayo Miyoshi recalled working in the peak of summer, holed up into his office listening to Jingle Bells because they had to get that game out. And Christmas Nights follows uh, very similar gameplay to Nights into Dreams. And we talked a little bit about that in our Sega Saturn episode. It's just a Christmas theme dif- this time. You're, you're flying around as as knights and you're collecting these orbs and you're kind of uh, trying to collect all the, the orbs to... Uh, progress through the level though christmas nights is kind of cool it does feature several unlockable bonuses such as being able to play the game's soundtrack which was kind of neat for the time you could also experiment with the game's music mixer there was a time attack mode or and the, the coolest thing for me i think is you can play as sega's mascot sonic the hedgehog in a little mini game called sonic the hedgehog into dreams in the game you play uh sonic through spring valley which is a knight's level but on foot instead of flying around as knights and you must defeat the boss who is an inflatable dr robotnik so that's pretty cool okay it looks like okay i think seth is coming back is, is seth is that you are you back did you fix the issue <sighs> jeez i yeah i think so how's the reception right now uh, it sounds pretty good I was going to mention it to you on the way down, though. I did find this, like, weird audio thing. It Like, it, I don't know how to describe it. It kind of looks like an old-style tape. And now I got a bunch of crap in here that uh, I think I have something that could play it. So I'm going to play it uh, because I think this could be cool. I found it on the roof, and it was wrapped in, like, like a Christmas wrapping paper almost. Uh, it had a little bow on it and everything. Ah, uh, yes. And so, the roof is where we keep... Uh, so, just so people are aware of how Classic Gaming Brothers handles their stuff, the roof of our holiday studio is where we store everything. Yes. Um, but this definitely wasn't something I recognized. So, I'm just going to pop it in. Maybe it's something cool. You know, I'm just going to pop it in. Uh... Hey there. The name's Atlas. Here to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas season from all of us left down here in Rapture. Here's hoping you find plenty of plasmids underneath the tree this year. Unfortunately, not too confident old Father Christmas will be dropping by these parts. Besides, decor around here is more set up for New Year's anyway. Still, I suppose anything's possible this time of year, right? And please, would you kindly look out for splicers? Never know when they're going to be around the next corner. Whoa, that was kind of interesting. A, a little message there from uh, a little message there from. Oh, hold on, just put that machine back there. There's was a little message there from uh, Atlas, apparently, all the way over in Rapture. I'm glad that he uh, he wanted to send some Christmas cheer our way. 
tell us a little bit about uh what it's like down there in rapture during this time of the year interesting uh i think it's it's been a long time since we spoke to Atlas. Yeah, I mean, he was nice enough to join us uh, very briefly for our, our Bioshock episode. Uh, I mean, he sent us a tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sent us a tape. It was nice of him to leave us another tape, you know, just to uh, spread some of that holiday cheer. So there, so sometimes games will just incorporate Christmas into the into the game. I think that it is, uh, sometimes they, especially with glory of the internet, people can just output uh, a, an update, like a Christmas uh, DLC or something that could be free or, or cheap, and you could get Christmas-related skins on, like, Fortnite or Dead by Daylight or any of those type of, like games where you like monetize the cosmetics as it were and it's a way that um and also some games even have like huge modding communities behind them so i'm sure if you really wanted to you could if you really liked playing fallout you could make it all snowy and christmasy with a bunch of like mod load orders so you can play a christmas fallout game or a christmas sky well i guess skyrim's always in the skyrim's always christmas (laughs) <laughs> Skyrim's actually, I think, like, uh, Skyrim's like Narnia, where it's always winter and never Christmas. <laughs> Prior to fast downloading speeds, uh, games would have to get actual DLCs or expansion packs, as they were known back in the day, not DLCs, because DLC implies downloadable content, where an expansion pack implies you have to, you have to go buy another CD or product. Duke Nukem, which was a popular shooter game that um, our one of our previous guest Damien really enjoyed uh especially that um Duke Nukem 3D I think he said that was his favorite yeah yeah favorite yeah he played Duke Nukem forever which was his absolute oh that's right that's right that's it was Duke Nukem forever that he said was his absolute favorite but you could find out more if you listen to an episode where we talk with Damien um uh Duke Nukem got a expansion pack called Duke Nuclear Winter, which was also known as Duke Nukem Nuclear Winter. It is a, an expansion pack for Duke Nukem 3D, and it was developed by Simply Silly Software and published by Wizards Works. It was released December 30th, 1997, which I think is fun because it's a Christmas game that was released five days after Christmas. <laughs> which i feel is just like a like that just haunts the duke nukem franchise of just being released a little too late yeah yeah in duke nukem nuclear winter a christmas themed expansion pack that once again was released five days after christmas santa claus is kidnapped and essentially brainwashed by aliens who duke already defeated uh so in order to stop brainwashed santa claus duke nukem has to go to the north pole and fight him uh uh, the duke nukem will go through to some very familiar locations but will also visit new locations and uh eventually culminate in a battle with santa claus i assume yeah it's it's beautiful so i put a screenshot in um, to our notes for Seth to for Seth to review while we do this episode, and that screenshot is that's a location in Duke Nukem 3D that just has a Christmas coat of paint over it. So a lot of the levels were identical to levels that were in Duke 3D. They just like Christmas themed them, so it was like snowy on the ground, and all the enemies were wearing red and had Santa hats. So beautiful game, beautiful game. My favorite Duke Nukem DLC or expansion pack though is uh. I think it's Life's a Beach, where 
You get a water gun. The Santa Claus in the final fight of Duke Nukem Nuclear Winter leaps at you with like flying guns. Oh yeah, and then yeah, yeah. When he when Santa Claus dies, he just like unceremoniously just like falls and disappears. And then it cuts scenes into where there's a snowman singing Merry Christmas Children and Season Greetings. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and uh, then that's, eventually that's Duke Nukem for you. it ends with Duke watching Santa Claus go off on his way on his sleigh equipped with his weapons and a Merry Christmas message from those who made. There's actually a poem. The poem reads, Pause the night before Christmas. And up at the pole, all the monsters were bleeding from out of their holes. Then Santa proclaimed as he rode out of sight, Duke Nukem kicks ass and to all a good night. Ah, beautiful. (laughs) Merry Christmas is how it ends. That's a beautiful poem. So the next game, uh, this is the one game that we're going to talk about that is a little more on the nose in its theme. And that game is King of Kings, the early years. You might remember in our bootleg episode that we did we talked a little bit about wisdom tree who uh produced some biblical themed games back in the early days for the nes and the super nintendo they created the excellent super noah's arc 3d which was built on the wolfenstein 3d engine as well as some other games such as joshua well king of kings the early years is their christmas game so it's an unlicensed yeah it's an unlicensed nes video game published in 1991 and there it's actually more of a three games in one sort of situation so their three games are the wise men the flight to egypt and jesus in the temple in the wise men you play as a magi trying to get to bethlehem in time for jesus to be born uh throughout their trip you have to collect frankincense incense and myrrh and gold i think was that the other thing that the wise men are carrying yeah frankincense gold and myrrh And so you have to collect those items, you know, so Jesus has some early birthday gifts. Uh, In Flight to Egypt, you play as Mary Joseph and baby Jesus is along with you. And you have to get to Egypt to avoid King Herod, who is out to kill all the infants because he has, you know, a little bit of an ego. And lastly, Jesus in the temple does not take place around Christmas time or during the story of the, the Christ's birth. But it's rather the story of Joseph trying to find Jesus because jesus is missing based on the bible story where apparently jesus goes missing for three days and it turns out he was hanging out in church all day so that's jesus for you but uh joseph had to go find him then he found him and it's like hey there you are the classic gaming brothers uh you know we we try to stay i think apolitically religious but uh i thought this was a fitting game to discuss all right so um yeah uh that's uh that's king of kings and oh gosh another thing of inter oh my gosh i hope this is the last one if this isn't the last one i swear i swear to ho 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 i just finished feeding rudolph and i wanted to wish a pair of classic gaming brothers merry christmas you know the sleigh's going to be a bit lighter in the back Seems like no one has a Santa list anymore. Everyone has a Jeff Bezos list. And he too knows who's been good and who's been bad. Har, har, har! Oh, that's hard on my voice. Anyway, it's just the old man sending you some holiday cheer. My Christmas recollection is getting beaten by a couple classic gaming brothers playing Dr. Robonix mean bean machine 
I wish you and your podcast listeners, and you know who you are, a happy holiday and a new year filled with hope, joy, and cheer. By the way, I bought you kids those great microprose games because if I bought you BB guns, you'd shoot your eyes out. Har, har, har. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year, and I'll catch you soon on the podcast. Bye. Okay, okay, okay. We're back. We're back. I, I'm sorry, everyone. I, I, I have no idea what's going on. This is uh, ideal. This is what happens when you move to a different HQ, uh, you know, the whole, on the day of Christmas. So That's very true. We, we, we will be going back to our regular HQ uh, after this one. The holiday HQ is only used during the holidays. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's because it's 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 got a really nice Christmas lobby where we have our staff have parties. We have all of our famous staff people that you can learn about on our website. Yeah, that's right. Everyone is here. Um, you know, we got we got some of the we got we got some of the best people around, and that's why they're here. And we have all the classic gaming interns that uh that have uh you know taken the time out of their busy busy school years to assist us for zero credit and zero money. You know, because we can't offer college credit because Seth doesn't like giving out free things. And That's true. We don't offer money because we don't have any. So That's right. we've we've wasted all of our money on satellites and multiple headquarters. We can't even afford to pay our staff. So we mostly have interns, but we love those interns and they yes. love us. I mean, this sometimes the interns can call themselves staff. That's true. That's true. They could. Well, for the final, final games that we should talk about for Christmas, and there's obviously more Christmas games out there, but don't worry, there are more Christmases out there. Ooh. So the last game that we wanted, we'd want to talk a, a little bit about are the Home Alone and Home Alone 2 games. So Home Alone and Home Alone 2 both received video games. In fact, Home Alone got ported to multiple game systems, and on each game system, it was a different game. Yeah. That's true. They every all of them involve some type of trap them up type of mechanic, uh, which is a type of platform puzzler where you're being chased by enemies and you have to stop their progress through stuff. And um, one of the games you have to like you had only like so many minutes to set traps and then the bad guys came in being Harry and Marv. They're one of the most notable things of them was that they scored very badly. And there are YouTube videos with the angry video game nerd who makes Macaulay Culkin, who was the original Kevin McAllister, play the Home Alone video games. They're they're really funny videos. Um not for children. Right. No, I wouldn't watch them with your child. But check out the angry video game nerd and uh, specifically the YouTube video with Macaulay Culkin playing Home Alone video games. Um, and you can see how bad they were. Home Alone 2 also received a video game, which was worse. Right. Overall, just bad games. Yeah. No, I've, I've played. I think I've played the first Home Alone game. It's not very good. It has a lot of issues. Um, I think I played the one for the... I want to say the Sega because I'm pretty sure there was one on the Sega. Oh, I might I might play that after we're done recording. Yeah, yeah. There was sure. one on the Sega. I think that's what we had for what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was it. Hopefully no one was uh turned off by all the interference that we received. Well, if you enjoyed our holiday episode, don't worry, there'll be more episodes not holiday themed but normal themed coming to you on your Sundays. Um so check us out every Sunday we will release video game with that <laughs> every sunday we will release episodes 
uh, where we talk about video games. And there are ways that you can contact us, support us, and listen to us. Um, you can contact us by sending us an email uh, at classicgamingbrothers at gmail.com. You can also send it to Seth at classicgamingbrothers.com, Zach at classicgamingbrothers.com, or classicgamingbrothers at classicgamingbrothers.com. So any of the any of those emails will work. You could just and they'll they'll come right to our inbox. And if you do send them, if you do send some feedback or just some notes that you really enjoy the podcast or whatever, whatever whatever you would like to say to us, we love reading and responding to all of your messages. And if you do, while well, we may incorporate your feedback, if you have ideas for an episode, we'll we'll do an episode on it. We have episodes, we have many episodes that we've done for listeners so we'd like to do many more so please send in those suggestions feedbacks whatever you'd like to do uh send it in and if you do we'll give you we'll we'll enter you into a win drawing to win a video game of your choosing it's fun so what happens is we we randomly draw a name of all the people who've given us feedback over a course of time and then we will draw your name and then we will send you a list of video games that you can choose from if you don't like them uh, that's it too bad like you know, we'll go to the next person yeah, <laughs> tough cookies but you know like i'm sure we could work something out <laughs> well some something oh was it um snl did a skit um something claws have you ever something seen claws, that? yeah yeah you showed that to me yes i reckon i recommend if if you need some holiday cheer to youtube google search something claws something claws and, and you'll enjoy it and if you want to support us you're doing that right here with listening to us we appreciate the listening if you can rate us in whatever application that you listen to us in yeah. that'd be grand that would be awesome. um, we would we would appreciate the the ratings we hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you rate us highly but of course your opinion is your own and finally if you want to listen to us you already are doing that so whatever method you've already listened to you can continue listening through that method uh we're also available on multiple other listening apps uh such as google apple and amazon the big three and also stitcher iHeartRadio, pandora and spotify which uh, are all wonderful places to listen to things we're on other things too um and we're also on those like podcast addict and those type of applications that uh, find rss feeds uh, so generally wherever you can listen to podcasts we'll be there if we're not there and you want us to be let us know and we'll try to get there uh, the only people that we haven't been able to convince yet to put us onto their applications npr that's right because they want us to be serious and we can't do that and we said no with that i just wanted to wish everybody a happy holidays and i hope that you are safe Especially if you're listening to this episode on Christmas Day itself, then you are definitely a true fan of us. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to us a, a day after or a few days after or weeks after, we still appreciate you as well. But those who listen on the day of, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, with that, Zach, is there anything else you'd like to say? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Life Day. And don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. I've been Zach. And I've been Seth. And we've been the Holly Jolly Gaming Brothers. That's right. I hear those sleigh bells ringling, 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 Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you.